Binge on life. Purge negativity. Starve guilty feelings. Restrict unhappy thoughts. Count blessings, not calories. The only weight you ever need to lose is the weight of the world on your shoulders. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Earth Body, the podcast where spirituality, wellness, and environmentalism meet. I am so happy to be with you all today, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to past episodes, and if this is your first one, welcome. My name is Maya Carl, and I'm a holistic health coach, and I am so pleased to be with you today and to share something that is very, very, very close to my heart. For those of you who don't know me, my biggest mission as a holistic health coach is to help people heal the earth by reconnecting them to themselves through food. It might sound a little crazy, but in essence, we are all interconnected. And if we can heal ourselves with food, which is our main source of fuel and nourishment, we can really help heal the earth because food is at the root of so many of our environmental issues. So today I'm going to be talking a lot about food. Maybe you got a little... uh, taste or idea of what I'm going to be talking about from the quote I shared in the beginning. And as a precursor, as a warning for anyone who has had an eating disorder, who is in recovery from an eating disorder, this episode may be a little triggering. Um, I have suffered from numerous eating disorders throughout my life, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about my own journey but also the program, the school of thought, the theory, the way of living that I have discovered in the past six months that has radically changed my life with my relationship to food and just overall. And that is intuitive eating. It has become much more popular in social media, which is one of the ways that I found out about it because I was trying all these different programs and diets and regimens and meal plans and everything just was not working for me and I was gaining weight I was depressed I really didn't understand what was going on and I really also didn't understand how to fix it and it was very scary and upsetting and really brought me to a desperate point where I had to do something differently I had to change it So before I get into the intuitive eating, I wanted to talk a little bit about my own journey with food because I feel like many people can relate to this. So for a very, very long, long, long time, I have used food as a coping mechanism for my heavy feelings. I am 100% an empath, which means you're very sensitive to your own feelings and to the feelings of others. And it is a big, beautiful blessing and also can feel like a curse sometimes. I say blessing because it really allows me to read people, to help my clients in a very deep way, to be able to be there for my friends and family on a deeper level than many others are are able to be. And it is also a curse at the same time because at the same time, I am very sensitive to others and to my own feelings and energies and this can if we don't know how to protect ourselves which I did not for a long time it can drain us it can make us 
feel what the other person is feeling, be that anger or sadness or overwhelm. And that can really interfere with day-to-day life because a lot of what we are feeling is not ours. And when we don't know that, it can become very confusing and overwhelming in our own minds. And many people do whatever they can to either numb it out, to run away from it, or to just ignore it altogether. So in terms of food, again, like I was saying, I used food as an emotional coping mechanism for a long, long time growing up. My parents were not around a lot, and I did have someone who was with me, but food was always there. It was always reliable. There was always food in the house, and it really did bring me a lot of comfort. It was also used as a reward in different situations. Whenever I was bored, it was there, and doing this early in life really created problems for me down the road, which I'm really learning and reflecting on right now. So fast forward to high school, middle school, middle school, high school, I was having a lot of body image issues. I've always been a bigger person, big bones, big hips, big thighs, and I grew up quicker physically than a lot of other kids and it was definitely harder for me to accept myself and my body in the way that I was because many people around me were very petite and and had a very easy time you know eating whatever they wanted and and just felt okay with themselves and and I I didn't and that carried on throughout high school and a lot of the feelings behind it was it became depression. It was a lot of sadness. It was a lot of upset. And it was a lot of loneliness that I felt in myself and not being able to lose weight the way I wanted to, not understanding that food was a huge part of the problem. What I was eating, you know, growing up, I would go home every school, after school every day and eat a bowl of top ramen. I would have a bowl of noodles. And for breakfast, sometimes I would have like a muffin, a big, a big muffin in high school, I would have a bagel with cream cheese first thing in the morning um, and a big heavy deli sandwich for lunch and who knows what I would be eating for dinner. Sometimes I would order a Domino's pizza if my parents weren't home and just eat most of it by myself. And I didn't understand that this was causing my depression and my sadness and the weight gain. And I really, I wasn't into any organized sports. Um, I did dance, which helped a lot. I was a belly dancer in high school and still belly dance. Not, I don't perform, but I would like to. Um, and it really progressed into this poor relationship with food, you know, worrying about it, thinking about it all the time, feeling like I was always hungry, but always not wanting to eat. I was placing restrictions on myself. Um, in high school, I, I tried being anorexic. It didn't really work because I just loved food too much and I was smoking pot all the time. So I had the munchies. So I just kind of ate even involuntarily when I didn't want it to. Um, and even then, so the anorexia didn't really, didn't really work for me, which I'm kind of glad about because I know a lot of people who have suffered from anorexia, which is starving yourself and not eating. And that can become incredibly dangerous. I know people who have ended up in the hospital from it because their body just begins to eat itself because they're not eating food. And then I moved on to 
other eating disorders like bulimia so there was binging and purging so that for those of you who don't know is when you eat to the point of uncomfortably full and then you purge which is voluntary vomiting Um, and it's very uncomfortable it's also really bad for your body Um, the acid from your stomach can erode your esophagus and your teeth and it just leaves you with this empty feeling and there's so there's so many feelings of guilt and shame from doing it and from also just feeling you know malnourished because you're you're ingesting all this stuff but you're not giving your body a chance to absorb and assimilate it and it's giving it all back so that was that was life for a while when i moved to college it definitely I definitely was happier and more comfortable and content where I was in my life and my body. Um, but there was definitely some food used as coping mechanisms for stress, for sadness. I had been in a long distance relationship during that time and it was very stressful and caused a lot of sadness and overwhelm during that time. And, and food was always there, especially when my partner was thousands of miles away. And so fast forward a little bit more to after college when I really started to realize that food was a crutch for me. I didn't realize how intensely it had been because I was still smoking pot and I would blame, you know, my overeating on the munchies. I would just be like, oh, I just got too high and, you know, ate a whole jar of peanut butter or, you know, ate a whole bag of chips or whatever. And it didn't really, I didn't really understand what it was doing to my body and, and how it had been affecting me so negatively mentally as well. So when I really started my self-love journey in the spring of 2016, I was meditating, I was moving a lot more, I had completely, like radically shifted my diet. I went from having zero dietary restrictions to being a gluten-free vegan basically it was a it was a kind of a slow progression but faster than a lot of people do it and my body kind of went into shock from it but i felt great i was i was doing crossfit i was rock climbing i was eating clean i lost a ton of weight very fast because i wasn't consuming a whole bunch of crap i stopped drinking um that made me lose weight like crazy um but I was still eating what I liked and what I wanted. So fast forward a little bit more. Um, during that time, I was in AmeriCorps. And after that, I had come home and then had gone traveling. I drove across the country. Um, half of it I did with one of my best friends. And food was okay then. I was on a budget. So I was definitely restricting myself a little bit in terms of what I would purchase or how often I would go out. So there was definitely some restriction there. And I had decided because I fell in love, that'll be another podcast, um, before I had left. So I came back home to my hometown in New York and I had started my holistic health coaching program because I wanted to be able to have a mobile practice. I wanted to be able to travel and help people from wherever I was And through this health coaching program, I realized that I had an eating disorder. I realized that I had a problem with binge eating and not with the purging. I wasn't really purging so much. I did a few times 
over the course of that year, but it was really the binging. I would restrict, 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 and then I would go crazy and binge, usually on the weekends. Um, and even even during the week, I was working at a health food store, and food was everywhere around me. It was so easily ac- accessible all the time that it was it was hard for me to not, you know, eat a little bit here, eat a little bit there. And then by the end of the day, I felt like complete crap. My body felt so heavy and inflamed, and but I just kept doing it over and over and over again. And at the same time that that was going on, I was training for a race. Um, I was also diagnosed with SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. I'm going to go into all kinds of digestive issues in another podcast. But what this basically means is that your small, the bacteria in your small intestine ferment a certain, certain food groups more than others, and that can cause severe gas and bloating, which I was experiencing. It was incredibly uncomfortable, especially having a new boyfriend um, and sleeping with him. And, you know, when you're (laughs) passing gas all the time, it's not the cutest thing in the world. And I would try to hide it, and I was in pain, and it really, it really sucked. Except for the fact that the diet that goes along with it really didn't align with my my vegan choice at the time and and I was also learning about all of these different diets. I mean, through my health coaching program, I learned over 101 dietary theories and this was very stressful because I was learning about all these different healing diets and all these different diets that, you know, help with this and help with that, and I wanted to try them all out, but a lot of them were conflicting, especially with my gut issues and I just I didn't know what to do I would come home from work crying just because I felt like crap I wasn't following through with what I needed to do to heal my body and it just kind of spiraled out of control there was there was a few months where I felt a lot better where I was eating very regularly and a lot more clean and and exercising a lot and I felt great but after the race that I did after the the 17 mile race trail race that I did it kind of spiraled out of control again. And it was really scary because I, I couldn't pull myself back. And I got to the end of 2017 and I had gained so much weight back. I was super inflamed, very depressed, very upset. And this is hard for me to share because I definitely didn't show all of this on social media. I did my best, but being a holistic health coach, you know, you want to be healthy and sometimes it's just not how the journey works and I realized this and I was still able to help people I still had clients at the time and I was still able to show up for them but I wasn't showing up for myself and that's when I really realized that something was super wrong is because I I was in this cycle of hurting myself with food I was punishing myself emotionally and physically with food so Fast forward again a little bit more to this year, to 2018. Earlier this year, I had seen some things on intuitive eating in um, on social media, and I was like, hmm, what's this, you know? And I was reading a little bit about it, and then I got this book, Intuitive Eating, A Revolutionary Program That Works by Evelyn Tribol and Elise Reich. And these women are amazing. This book, I think, has literally saved my life in addition to working with an Ayurvedic doctor, which I will, I'm going to be doing many podcasts about Ayurveda. Um, But 
it really helped me a lot and has also helped my clients because I've introduced this program. I don't even want to call it a program, but this this way of living that really, really does work. And what intuitive eating is, is that it gets you back in touch with your body, point blank. That's it. We are so indoctrinated with all of these food rules that we need to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that we need to eat this kind of food at breakfast and this kind of food at lunch and, you know, have dinner, have a big old dinner and at a certain time and that we that, that this food is bad and that this food is good. And there's so much conflicting information out there because as the the founder of my nutrition school, Joshua Rosenthal, has said many a times in my program that that nutrition is a fledgling science. It's so young and we're finding out all of these different things all the time about it. And at the same time, um, it everybody is so different. It's so bio-individual. So the paleo diet is huge. The ketogenic diet is huge. Vegan diet is huge. But that doesn't work for everyone. One person can thrive on the vegan diet while another person will get sick, will get really, really sick on it. One person can eat, you know, the Mediterranean diet and feel great while another person is just too high in fat, you know, and it's just like, where, how do we figure this out? How do we, how do we know what to eat and what to do without trying out every single diet and driving ourselves crazy and gaining weight and losing weight and gaining weight and losing weight and feeling good or bad about ourselves? And this I discovered is the answer. I'm, I'm not a fan of promoting anything. I did something like that for a while, promoting someone else's something, and it didn't work for me. But this has really honestly changed my life and has brought me out of depression. Again, in addition to the work with the Ayurvedic doctor that I've been working with. So just to give you a brief summary about intuitive eating, trust me, I'm going to be doing many more podcasts about this, interviewing people about intuitive eating and about different ways of eating and living, but I'm just going to read the the 10 principles to you. Oh, I, yeah, the 10 principles to you, and just so you can get an idea of what it's about. So there's no meal plan, there's no exercise regimen, there's no crazy superfood shakes, there's no no nonsense. It's really all based on you and your intuition, listening to your body and respecting yourself. So these are the principles. One, reject the diet mentality, which is super difficult, but super necessary. Just rejecting everything that you think you know about diets. Two, honoring your hunger, listening to when you're really truly hungry, or if you're hungry just for the sake of being with people or you're bored or there's so many reasons. Making peace with food, Stop seeing it as the enemy. It is your friend. It is going to nurture you and be there for you, but in a way that it's going to fuel you, not numb you. Challenge the food police. Challenge the voices in your head that are going to tell you, don't eat that, that's bad. Don't eat that, there are too many carbs. Don't eat that, there's too much or too little fat. uh, Feel your fullness. So really feel your fullness. Notice when you're full, notice when you're satisfied, notice when you feel good, not when you're about to explode. Discover the satisfaction factor. So really seeing how you become satisfied during a meal, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel satisfied, and what doesn't. Cope with your emotions without using food. 
This has been a huge lesson for me and learning and implementing because that was my go-to. Drugs and, well, marijuana specifically, and and food were my go-to coping mechanisms, and they're just not working for me anymore. My body has been very clear with me that they are not working anymore because the emotions are still coming up, and it's it's really been a big lesson for me. Respect your body. I don't know if I have to say much more about that other than respect your body. Exercise. Feel the difference. Now, this is not giving you a way to exercise. It's not telling you how to exercise, but it's just telling you to move your body, to feel the difference from being sedentary to moving your body every day. It's so incredibly important to just move our body, not for the, only for the sake of burning calories or you know getting fit, but to move energy, to move energy that gets stuck in us that has to do with our emotions and a lot of the time why we are eating our emotions. And the last one is honor your health with gentle nutrition. So what's fascinating about this book is that both of these women are registered dietitians. They have a lot of other other letters next to their name, but they're both dietitians. And the last piece of it is nutrition. Because when we have all of these ideas about nutrition, which I do as well, it can interfere with what our body really wants and needs. And it's fascinating because it allows us to be our own gauge on nutrition. And it doesn't place any restrictions or rules on what we need to eat and when we need to eat it. So these are the 10 principles of intuitive eating. They have honestly changed my life, made me more mindful about what I'm eating, have helped me help clients who have been dieting for decades and decades get out of that painful cycle and into their bodies and literally lose weight effortlessly. Like it's amazing when we take off the restrictions, when we give ourselves permission to eat the foods that we've banned from our lives, when we make food accessible that may not be the best for us, but in moderation satisfy us and please us in ways that other foods don't, it's so miraculous what happens to our minds and our bodies. So I hope that this podcast shed a little bit of light on what your options are. You don't need to try that diet. You don't need to go on that workout plan. You don't need to drink those shakes. You don't need to take those supplements. Whatever your goal is to gain or to lose weight, your body will fall naturally into a healthy weight when you eat intuitively, when you listen to yourself. And this resonates with me so deeply as to what I was saying in the beginning because how we heal the earth, which is my, my big mission in being a health coach, is through healing ourselves with food. So many of us have disordered eating, whether we're conscious of it or not. You know, we overeat or we undereat or we eat things just because they're available and we clean our plates just because, you know, we were told when we were younger they're starving kids in a foreign country. And that is really detrimental. It's it's really problematic for ourselves and our minds because we're we're abusing this medicine 
food is medicine. I'm sure you've heard that many a time, but I just want to reiterate that, that it, it can be entertainment, it can be pleasure, but it really at the base of it is medicinal and connects us to the earth. When we're eating things that are highly processed and full of things that we can't even pronounce, we're not connecting to the earth in that way. We're, we're, we're becoming further from it and, and becoming further from our bodies because that's not what our bodies can recognize or really process well. But sorry, going on a rant, that's a whole nother, a whole nother conversation about whole food plant-based. And you can listen to my other podcast about why I chose a whole food plant-based diet. So thank you all for tuning in. I hope that the talk about eating disorders wasn't too triggering for anyone, but I get if it is. I have been through the ringer with that. I really thought that I would never, ever see the other side. It got very scary. Like I said, there would be days where I would just eat so mindlessly and lose myself and feel like I blacked out and would wake up and I would have gone through, you know, a bag of chips, a jar of peanut butter, um, I don't even know what else, like it's crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And I am here to tell you that your body can recover, your mind can recover, and you can feel whole and sane and love food once again. Not have it be the enemy, not have it be something to be afraid of or angry about or something that you need to rush through. We can really have it be a source of pleasure and love and comfort and honoring of our beautiful bodies that we have been blessed with on this earth. So thank you all again for tuning in. I would like to extend my offer that I have offered in other podcasts, which is a complimentary one-on-one holistic health consultation. If you are interested in how a holistic health coach might be able to help you, please contact me. You can either contact me at maya.h.carl at gmail.com or you can go on my website mayacarlcoach.com or you can find me on Instagram at gentle underscore health underscore journey. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you and if creating a more loving, more compassionate, more sustainable relationship with food is something that you might need right now, please contact me. There is no reason you need to suffer any longer. I suffered for a long, long, long time, and I finally feel like I am seeing the light on the other side. I'm still in recovery. You know, it's never it's never really over, but it, there can be so much more peace around it. So again, please contact me if you feel like this is something you may need. I really look forward to being with you all again, and my heart is with you. Have a great rest of your day, week, month, year, life.